that good. He's been that good. If God's been that good to you, say hallelujah. Say glory. I praise you. Lord, I love you. It's good to be in the house. Amen. There's a presence. There's anointing about being in the house. Hallelujah. We are continuing in our series as we walk through the 27th Psalm. We are going to walk through, going to begin at verse 6, where we finished up at, I'm going to tie it to verse 7 and 8. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the 14th sermon, but I believe that each sermon in itself has its own blessing. Amen. Amen. As David teaches us how to navigate this journey of life successfully. Hallelujah. Through the ups, through the downs, through the ends. And through the outs, you, you, you can navigate with Jesus this life successfully. Hallelujah. You can be overcomer when you know he's on your side. Hallelujah. Let's read. Let's read. We are beginning at verse 6, and it reads as such in our hearing out of the Amplified Classic. And it says, now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies about me in his tent in his presence I will offer sacrifices shouts of joy I will sing yes I will sing praises unto the Lord hear O Lord when I cry aloud have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me you have said, seek my face, inquire for the require of my presence as, as your vital need. My heart say to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for. Lord, you are my necessary on the authority of your word. Hallelujah. The thought I want to bring this morning is seeking the Lord's face. Then I have like a subtitle that says, living life in expectation of God. You ought to have an expectation on the table. Hallelujah. Father, even now, Lord, pour out. Pour out. Pour out. Increase the anointing. Allow your word by your spirit to go forth and speak in us, to us. Allow it to heal. Allow it to lift. Allow it to do what only your word can do in our lives. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. 
It is interesting that as David is, is living this psalm, while he is running with 600 soldiers, the discontent, the type of man that no army will want with them, but that's who has gathered with him. And he is running from his mentor, King Saul, that he has done nothing to him. He hasn't done anything that, that, that he should be treated like this except from he's anointed. <laughs> except from he's appointed. Except that God's hands of favor on him. Sometimes favor don't feel like favor. <laughs> Sometimes favor doesn't appear as favor because your favor will bring you enemies. Your favor will bring you trouble. When God has a calling on your life, you can expect opposition. Hallelujah. David seems to understand this by faith because of the way he's handling it. Here he is in trouble in verse 6. He, he praises God. He said, I will make sacrifices unto the Lord. And what he's saying is, even though I don't feel like it. Even though right now I'm not in a good place. I, 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 I'm scared. I'm dealing with doubt. But instead of complaining, I'm going to open up my mouth and praise God. Because I know he's good even when my circumstances are not good. I know the nature of God. I know his promises. I know I'm standing on what he has told me. And though I don't see it by faith, I'm going to praise him. By faith, I'm going to sing. By faith, I'm going to let everybody know that the Lord is good at all times. At all times, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 7, there's a transition here. And David begins to pray. In life, there, there, there's cycles. And you shouldn't just pray in the morning. You ought to pray in the morning. But you ought to be praying all day long. You, you ought to, you ought to, you ought to. I, I, I don't know about you. I need him throughout my day. I, I, I need him. I, I find myself, I, I pray while I drive. I pray while I'm in the grocery store. I pray with nobody. I sometimes find myself praying, and I didn't even know I started to pray. It's just automatic because... He ought to be your necessary need. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, a, he, he ought to be that, that, that just, he ought to be just that. It, it's what you develop. And trouble will make you learn how to pray. Trouble is your best teacher on how to pray. Listen what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says here. David begins to pray. He begins to call. Listen, and he calls out loud. He cries out. He opens up his voice. Yes, God can, can read your mind. But sometimes when you, when you really, when you really, when, 
need to call on him. You, you need to, you need to, you need to. Lord, Lord help me. Lord, hear me as I, as I call. Sometimes being quiet to yourself, and you need to hear yourself. It's not that God can't hear you. It helps you to open up your mouth and talk. It brings your thoughts. People tell me, say, that while I'm praying, uh, Satan is attacking. I said, open up your mouth and say it. If you focus on what you're saying, you can drown out Satan's voice because now you will have got your whole intention on what you're trying to say to God. <laughs> you got to know how to do spiritual warfare. You got to know how to fight. He, he says, he says, he says, he says, David is living in an expectation. And when you have an expectation from God, it changes the way you view life. Some of us, we have allowed the disappointments of life to make us have no more expectation. Some of us are scared to have an expectation on God because God didn't do it when we wanted him to do it in the way we wanted him to do it. God is not our genie. God is God. And even when we don't understand what he's up to, you got to believe in the nature of God that if he sent Jesus to die for you, won't he take care of you? Won't he watch after you? Don't he have your good in mind? Sometimes we like the children of Israel where Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, and the reason God said it, he said, I know my thoughts for you. My thoughts for you is to bless you. I got a plan for you. It is to prosper you. And the reason he says this is because they are talking in doubt of God. They don't trust his heart. David, like what David says, and, and you won't catch this unless you know the Old Testament. He said, I, I cry out loud, have mercy. Yes, sir. What, what David is appealing to is the character of God. He is going to really Exodus chapter 30 and 34, where David, where Moses asked to see the glory of God. And God began to name his character. In those verses, what God said to him, he said, I'm a God that is merciful, full of compassion, slow to anger, blessing up to the thousandth generation. Whether you know it or not, in the Old Testament, that right there, what God says to Moses is the most refreshing to verse in the Old Testament. When you read through the Psalms, you read through the prayer, the Israelites always called on God's mercy. It is for the Old Testament, for the Jewish folks, it was like John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, and, and you would see in their prayers, you would see in their exhortations, that they will call on the mercy of God. They will provoke him by his own character. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 
When, when you know the character of God, you, you, put, you bring it back up to him. Isaiah 43, at the end of Isaiah 43, God tells the Israelites, he said, put me in remembrance. Not that I have forgotten, but I want to know that you know. I want us to come on agreement on what I told you. So what he said is, pray my word. Pray my promises. Pray my character. Appeal to me. Let me give you a, an example of that. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it won't come up on the screen. But here Moses is. God said, I'm going to kill them and start Israel all over with you. And then, then Moses and God get into the argument. He said, Moses, these are your people that you brought out of Egypt. These are your people that you delivered. Moses said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, these are your people that, that you brought out of Egypt, that you delivered. He said, don't put these folks on my back. Uh-uh-uh. And, and God's anger is God's righteousness, his holiness. He had every right to destroy them. And then you see Moses appeals to his mercy. Yes, sir. You know, sometimes after we have messed up, after we have done God's wrong, Lord, your mercy. You are a merciful God. Let me show you how merciful he is. It, it, while, while he breaks it down to Moses in, in, in Exodus 34 about his character. Watch this. I'm going to go this real quick because I got, I got a lot of things I need to hit. He said, he said I, I will add my blessing to those who, who know me, who loves me, who obey me. He said, I will bless their generation down to a thousand years. You know what he's saying? Some of us are living off the blessings of somebody way back in our bloodline. Hallelujah. You're not standing on what, 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 what you have done. You're standing on what somebody else has done. Matter of fact, you ought to pray for the grandchildren you don't have here. You ought to be praying for the great-grandchildren you haven't had yet. You ought to pray for, for, for the bloodline that, Lord, I'm serving you, and you said to the thousandth generation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then he says, and to those who reject me, now, you may not see grace in this. He says, to the third or fourth generation, will they receive the same? But listen what God is saying. He said, there's a tendency for the children to follow the evil father. He says, there's the power of influence. And watch this. He said, I have limited to the third and fourth generation. And it does not go to the thousandth generation. But know the power of influence. Listen. Just because your mama did it don't mean you have to do it. Just because your daddy did it don't mean you have to do it. But, but, but God said, and just in case they follow that influence, I'm going to stop the influence at the third 
ability to break it. But you can break it right now. You can set another influence in your children and grandchildren's life. That's grace. That's mercy. That's how good God is. See, many times we read the Bible and we read it wrong because we don't know his heart. These are principles we live in whether we know it or not. The word of God is not just laws and scriptures, but it's principles, and the principles carry over from generation to generation, age, culture. The principle works. It's like somebody said, gravity had no effect on me, so I'm gonna go to the tallest building I can find, and I'm gonna jump. Really? Really? Well, if you do that, I guess I'll see you in heaven if you say, and I won't see you in hell if you're not, because I ain't going there. <laughs> I got my ticket. I'm covered by the blood. Jesus done paid the price. But, but that, that's crazy. So why do we think that we can get by without following spiritual principles, why we think we're going to escape? Why we think we're going to get by? Why do we live so carelessly and not pay attention to the word of God and God says, I have set before you life. I want you to live. I want you to walk in this. He said, the other way is cursed. He said, I'm not cursing you. The curse is already there. And I'm laying before you. He said, the heavens set a, 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 a testimony of me, what I'm doing, because I love you and I made you for me. Yes, sir. Satan has done a good job of us misinterpreting yes, who God is. Because we can't see what he's doing. We don't believe what he's doing. But he tells us in his word. He shows us by his salvation who he is. How good he is. And how much he loves us. Kenny said it there. He said, he said God is faithful. And you got to trust his faithfulness even when you don't see it yet. Listen, faith has to be tested. If faith is not tested, then it's not really faith. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 tells us that he says rejoice. He said be exceeding glad when you go through trials and temptation. He said when it's the testing of your faith. But he says suffer. When, when life comes at you and it's testing your faith, he says, why? He says, so that the genuineness, the realness of your faith may be tested or strengthened or made manifest. You won't have muscles if you don't work a muscle. Faith is a muscle you got to work. So God is benefiting us 
when trouble comes, it don't feel like it, it don't seem like it, but what God is saying is in order to take you higher, in order to take you to another level, I got to build your faith where I can trust you with what I have with you. Because unless you build your faith, I can't do with you what I really want to do with you because everything comes by your faith. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. God's faith is expecting God when you can't see him. It's living with an expectation on the table. Even when things go bad, you still say, my God's not finished yet. God is still up to something. Lord, I place myself in your hands and I'm going to see what the outcome's going to be. That's David. David said, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but Lord, I, I'm, I'm seeking your faith. I'm getting in your presence more. The, the tougher times get, the more you have to spend time with God. When, 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 when things still are peace, when things, that means you got to spend more time with God. Can, can, can I, sometimes your five minute prayers are not enough. Sometimes that, that, that one sitting prayer is not enough. Sometimes that may do, but sometimes you got to get for real. You got to turn off the radio, turn off the TV. You got to lay prostrate. You got to get in this presence. You got to put on your, your worship songs, your praise song, and you got to just let God rain on you. You got you to get before him. You got to say, Lord, I'm seeking you. That's what David is doing. That's what he's doing. And until you've really been tested, until, until, until you're in a place where you don't know what to do, it is a test of temptation because when trouble hits, temptation comes too. Satan will always come with a way for you to go another way. <laughs> and we either gonna trust God and stay right there, or we gonna do our way of getting out. I got a question. Do you know that God is committed to taking care of you? Do you trust God with what you don't see and what you can't handle? No, no, I, I have come to the determination. There's not much I can do anyway. <laughs> the, 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 the deeper I go in Christ, the more I realize I don't have much to offer. But I say, I'll bring nothing to the table. Matter of fact, I don't have nothing to offer him. Lord, it's all you. I come broken. I come messed up. 
Lord, if you don't do it, I can't do it. But you said that you would be my strength. You said you would be my help. You said you would be my peace. You said that you would do it. Matter of fact, you're not looking for me to do nothing. You, you was waiting on me to realize I can't. God is waiting on you to turn. Because as long as you got your hands on it, God takes his hands off. David recognizes, Lord, it's you. If I'm going to survive this, it's you. Faith is, he says, and it's, it's amazing what God does. He said, he said your, the testing of your faith is like pure gold. Gold is the only material that the more you melt it, the more, the more it's purified. Gold is gold is gold. Gold doesn't have any other com- compound to it to make it gold. The more you melt it, the more the impurity rises to the top. Everything else has, it breaks down into separate elements and, and components. Steel breaks down. Iron breaks down. There's magnesium, there's copper and all that in iron. I used to work at the foundry. They used to throw this stuff in there to make their component, to make it what they wanted. But gold, but gold, but gold. And what he's saying is, God said, in the test of your life, I'm purifying your faith. Because the only thing I want from you that motivates you because everything has to be done by your faith. Listen, you love your enemies by faith. Ah, shut your mouth. I don't love you because you love me. I love you because God told me to love you. And even if I know you against me, I refuse for you to hinder my blessing. So I forgive you. I may not trust you, but I forgive you because I don't want my anger and my animosity to get in between me and God. I refuse for you to be that big in my life. Hold on, hold on. He saved us. He brought us. He's walking with us. And you're going to let somebody that doesn't really mean nothing for your future stop you from getting blessed by him? That's the thing you just drop off. You just let go. Lord, I give it to you. Lord, 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 as long as you got me. As long as you love me. As long, it may take me away. It may do this with tears going down your face. But Lord, you're my lover. You're my keeper. You're my ever. Won't he meet you where you are? And take you where you need to be? You know what's funny? If you trust God, God will lift you above the people that's laughing at you. And the same people who laughed at you will now come ask you to pray for them. Pray for me. David, 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 David has a whole lot of enemies, but he don't spend his time talking about his enemies. 
His focus is on his God. He said, I cry without voice. And in the Hebrew, it means I cry out. I make noise. You know, Lord, I trust you. You know, Romans 8.28 says, out of the Amplified said, we are sure we know. That's some thing y'all to know. God being partner in our labor. He's in this with me. So in everything, you have to equate God in it. Did you know your actions show whether you trust God or not? Sometimes we, we talk out of both sides of our mouth. We say we trust God, but we're acting like we don't, and our action betrays our mouth. Because when you trust God, and you really have faith in him, you keep it in his hands. There, listen, there, there's some things you can't afford to say. Can I go a little bit deeper? There's some things you can't afford to do. There's some places you can't afford to go. Listen, 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 listen. You ought to have some seeds planted that you're expecting God for destiny in your future, blessings in your future, and you don't want to dirty the seed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let me get away from this clean. God is not going to bless our mess. And what has holds some of us back is we got too much mess for God to bless the way he wants us to bless. There's a benefit in trusting him. Listen, not out of fear. I'm past, I fear God, but listen, I'm his child, but, but, I, I, but we ought to want everything he has for us, so there's certain things, it's how you govern your life, and when you do mess up, you repent and have a change of attitude and get back up and keep on walking. Is there anybody in here walking? I mean, you, you, you walk in some place. Your eyes is on what God has shown you, and you are walking towards it. You are talking towards it. David knows he's going someplace. David knows God has something for him. And you see David ordering his life and say, I don't want to miss. That's why he didn't kill Saul when he had the opportunity. That's why he ordered his life in such a way. He said, my eyes is on what he has for me. And I'm not going to hinder myself. And watch this. And he understood because I'm the only one who can. What God has for you, can't nobody stop you from getting there. Many times, it's their fault. It's their fault. No, it's my fault. 
them, but I can control how I respond to them. We're living in a fallen world with fallen people, with a fallen devil who got fallen demons, and, and that's out of our control. But what we can do is know that our God is in control. Now watch this. So, so, so I can't control the 80%. The 20% is on me to keep my eyes on him and have an attitude of expectation regardless what anybody else is doing. You ought to keep. Did you know faith is contagious? These 600 men who, who are running with David become his, his mighty soldiers who, who later on became some bad shut your mouths. I mean, one of them took out 300 people all by himself. Another one, and it's read it's read it in, in Kings or Chronicles, he took out 300 and maybe another 800 at another time. I mean, I mean, supernatural feats. He had three that were the baddest guys, and, and those are two what I'm talking about. And then, and, then, and then he had another 30 that was bad. But these three was like, they were some bad boys. David, one time, he said, I'm missing water from this well. So three of them broke through the enemy line and carried him back a glass of water. David looked at them and said, y'all did what? They was operating out of faith. Listen, faith is contagious, but did you know doubt is more contagious? COVID-19 came out and they said it was contagious. Now this thing called Delta. COVID. That is even more contagious than COVID-19. Okay, faith is contagious, doubt is contagious. So who are you talking to? Who do you spend time with? Who are you talking to on the phone? What type of talk is it? You know, some of us is like, bro, Venice, I, I, I tried and tried, and, and I can't just, I can't believe God. I can't do it. Well, my first question, what are you listening to? What type of conversation are you having? What are you watching on your TV? Because if you sitting all day looking at, what is that, C, huh, Fox? I don't know, I don't watch that stuff. But, 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 but if you look at that stuff all day, they talk, man. News get paid for negative information. Because negative information sells. Here we have this woman. She's, in, she's found in Mark 5. She has an issue of blood, and, and she's at the point of death. She has been sick for 12 long 
years. She has spent all her money. Doctors have suffered her. Experimented on her. Used her as a guinea pig. And it says she got worse. She's isolated because she is discommunicated because she's bleeding love with blood, which means that you can't be around people, that, that you are defiled, and if anyone you touch is defiled. But scripture said she heard <laughs> about Jesus. Hallelujah. And in spite of all the negativity, my Bible says she started talking to herself. See, when you don't have no one to build you up, build up yourself. Start talking faith to yourself. Start saying, if I could just touch the hill, the robe that Jesus wrote was probably a rabbi robe. So there was tassels hanging down, which was prayer tassels. And so what she's really talking about, if I could just touch one of those tassels. I know, listen, I know, I know. I heard too much about him. I heard he's healing the sick. And if I just use my faith to step in, I know. Scripture says she touched him and her faith released his power and she got healed. There's somebody else I want to talk about. They call him blind Barmaeus. He's been blind his whole life. Listen, he said he heard a cry and heard Jesus was passing by. Now he couldn't see, but my scripture said he started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Scripture said people start to shut up. You blind man, then if they severely rebuked him for calling out. Listen, I don't care what anybody else says. You better make up your mind. You're going to get your blessing. Hallelujah. If nobody else like it, you better make up your mind. You're going to get yours. He started yelling. Have mercy. He knew that God was a merciful God. So he goes back to a God called himself the Moses. So now he's appealing to the mercy of God. And he said, have mercy. Jesus heard that and stopped. Somebody's calling my name. Somebody's calling my name. Somebody believe I'm a merciful God. Somebody believe I'm an awesome God. Somebody believe that I'm able. Somebody said, mercy, mercy. Somebody has an expectation. Somebody is using their faith in their mouth. Hmm. All the noise. All these people all around me. And he heard somebody who was calling him with an expectation. And he stopped. He said, tell him to come here. No, no, what? You won't find this. I'm, I'm running out of time, so I got to do this quick. He had a blind jacket on that indicated he was blind. 
You know what he did? He was marked as a blind man. But when Jesus came, he said, I don't need this no more. Before anything happened, you ought to act like you there. You ought to talk like you there. You ought to walk like you already got it. Why? Because I know it's on its way. Hallelujah. He said, what is it you want me to do? He said, let it be according to your faith. And Jesus said, go your way. Wait a minute. He didn't say you could see yet. Watch this. He turns. And then the turn from Jesus. Because he believed him at his word. Something happened. As he walked away, his faith come home. His expectation put pressure on the power of God and his eyes open. He's waiting on us. It's not us waiting on God. He says, anybody who believes Does anybody have that expectation? Is there anybody who knows I'm the God of mercy? And I want to have mercy on you. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's merciful. We have to change our perspective because Satan has lied to us. And we have to see the God of Scripture, the God who sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. And Romans says, Romans chapter 8 says, since I did that, won't I do any and everything else concerning you and your purpose in me? Won't I do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Has he done it? If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to ask the man. You need to say, Lord, I give my life to you. I can't fix me. And he's not expecting you to fix you. That's why he came. That's why he gave his life. That's why he died. To conquer sin, to conquer the devil, and to set us free. You don't have to be where you are. Your healing is in him. Your deliverance is in him. Lord, your blessing is in him. There's a number there. 451-31. You call that somebody will call you back. Come on, let's go to prayer. Father, even now, thank you for showing us how good you are, how compassionate you are, how merciful you are. Lord, you want us to call you. You want us to cry out to you. You want us to come to you in need because we are in need. 
and you're willing to meet us and take us where you want us to be. Lord, help us to let go of our pride. Help us let go of our ego and come to you as little children who need their heavenly father. Lord, see everyone that's under the sound of my voice. I just ask that you touch because all of us need to be touched in a different area. All of us need you in a different way, but we need you and we come, we come shouting, we come praying, we come saying thank you. Lord, just touch. Lord, somebody need healing, heal. Somebody need deliverance, deliver them. Lord, somebody need salvation, Lord, save them. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for hearing us. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, move. Move. On us, your children. Have mercy that we may see your goodness. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise in the house. Thank you for joining us. Hope you got a blessing from the message. Keep praying for us. Keep supporting us. And we will see you next week. Hallelujah, come on, please. Everything is working together for my good. Hey, everything is working together for my, 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 my good. Hey, everything is working yes, it is. together. Working together for my good. Yes, it is. Working. I'm so glad it's working. Yeah.